Paper crowns have their legitimate and within the proper context their serious uses. They are in the long run not much less absurd if imagination mend them than all earthly crowns. Welcome back to the Riosverse, everyone. I am your host, Chris Rios, and you're listening to the Paper Crowns Podcast. Now, traversing the world of creativity is tough for the individual who has been caught up in the world that doesn't wish to reward the daydreamers. So when creative people find each other, it can be a true moment of mutual inspiration. Such a moment happened to me when I met our guest today, Cassie McCarrick. Cassie and I met in the hospitality world, and she immediately impressed me with her powerful personality, reminiscent of Lucille Ball. When I found out she was a writer and fellow pursuer of dreams, I immediately became enamored with her resolve to achieve her goals. Now, she's published two novels, started a candle company, and is in the process of launching a podcast empire. Please welcome the princess of pizza, the fantastical writer extraordinaire, Cassie McCarrick. Welcome to the podcast. Aw, thanks. You're very welcome. Aw, the fact that you just said that I remind you of Lucille Ball just, like, touched (laughs) my heart. She was amazing. She is. Ugh. And, and, and really like you, you have that energy for me. Like when I met you, like you just had this powerful energy of like, I'm going to be goofy and I'm going to go for the joke and I'm going to do this. And I think like, that's so like, just as it was then to experience that. And, and I hope this doesn't come out wrong when I say this, but to experience that from a woman, like who is, who you don't expect it from, you know, I can only imagine like how Lucille was at that time being Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be outrageous and I'm going to be this. Like how that was a beacon for so much, like that's how I see I saw you. Like because I do not, you know, you've been in the restaurant industry enough. Like <laughs> usually when you walk up to the host stand, things are pretty depressing. So <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. Oh my god, yes, yes. So like when, but when I I came across you, you did have this personality that just like glue, and 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 you were just so empowered with this light of wanting to be funny and wanting to be entertaining and wanting to be this individual. That I, I really love that about you. And so when I got to know you more and I found out that you were a writer and you you had written a book and you were doing this and you had so many things that you wanted to like. This is when I was realizing my own change as a person mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, I need to get away from this. And I was like kind of seeking out inspiration from others, which is where Miguel was a big part because he is just a powerhouse of creativity yeah and uh daisy cox as well but like i had to like find these things because we were all kind of in this broken down state of accepting life for what it was yeah (laughs) you know so you had to like dig to be like hey man what's your dream and when i found out that that you were a writer and you had these dreams i was like that explains why she's such an amazing person oh yeah well you well as a female in the world today, we're, I feel that we have a more, a kind of a different, we always have to be put together. We're not allowed to be funny. We're not allowed to be silly because then people look at you going, God, she's an idiot. Yeah, what a weirdo. She's, she's a complete mm-hmm. dit. And I'm like, but I'm really not. Like, if you talk to me, there's so many more layers there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like, I just, why be serious all the time? Like, I, <laughs> I love making people laugh. I love to laugh. So that was always my goal. Like, I want people to laugh. If you're laughing with me, great. If you're laughing at me, maybe yeah, even maybe, maybe yeah. even better. Because, you know, I do stupid things where I laugh at myself, too. So mm-hmm. it's like... Like walking to walls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Un- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I did totally walk into a wall yesterday. But, you know, I'm just trying out. I got my COVID vaccine on Thursday. So I was just trying out those new powers, yeah, the, yeah. you know. <laughs> the new COVID powers you're supposed to get. You know, yeah, there's so much hype. I want that COVID powers, man. Yeah. I like, hope I can lift up a car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like people kept telling me, don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. And then somebody told me that they were going to microchip me. And I'm like, like I'm already microchipped. But man. yeah, but my phone, you know, yeah. they're going to be able to find you wherever you are. What, but, else, what else can they take, guys? But if you think about it, why is that a bad thing? Like I watch and listen to a lot of true crime. Mm-hmm. So if you if I go missing and you have a chip in me where you can find me like a little lost puppy, you can find me wherever I am. Please use it. Well, here, here's, <laughs> here's the trick, Cassie. Your family has to pay for that option. OK, that's a week. That's a oh, monthly subscription. Man. They haven't rolled out the program yet. I'm not worth it. So, Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Save your money, guys. Save Just let money. me go. Save your money. <laughs> Tell my story. I lived a good life. Tell my story. That, that's what's on the on the peak. It's like, all right, guys, listen up. There definitely was a microchip in the vaccine. And everybody's like, what? Uh, and like, good news, good news. 
There's a program to where you can monitor everyone. <laughs> it's only 40 bucks a month. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to keep piling on, piling right, on. Yeah. Like, all right, guys, this year we're raising up the subscription for the microchip. <laughs> it's going to be $80 this year. We know it's a spike, you know. That's more than my Amazon Prime. I'm it, not paying that. <laughs> it becomes I'd the rather, next, like, yeah. a debate topic. Like, what do you think about the spikes in the subscription <laughs> for the microchip, guys? That's <laughs> Anyways. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> totally got sidetracked there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally fell out. I'm just going to a totally different podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, Cassie, I'm very happy to have you on. And it, well, when you. I was doing this podcast, uh, you were definitely on my mind of someone to have on. And of course, doing the podcast fell away to the side because, you know, COVID happened and it was like mm-hmm. nobody wanted to meet up. Nobody wanted to talk. And uh, it, and I kind of got depressed. We all got depressed. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, we yeah. all got depressed during COVID. So it was like mm-hmm. when I finally had a moment to be like, I need to build up steam again. And I started doing more interviews. Mm-hmm. I was like, Cassie's got to come back on. <laughs> um, so tell the people who you are, Cassie, right now, uh, as far as in the world of creativity and the mm-hmm. things that you have going on, because you are juggling many different things you're stirring many a pot right now yeah well i for a long time i wasn't able to do the things that i wanted to do so i figured why not like i have time and i have the resources so right who am i right now um (laughs) existential i don't know how to say that word properly um so right now i actually have a blog pizza and pigtails Mm -hmm. and you can actually find that pizza and pigtails.com um i have a candle company called wick and fay once again, pizzaandpigtails.com slash candles, or if you go to Pizza and Pigtails, there's a link that'll nice take you there, to yeah. the candles. Um, I actually just started two podcasts, mm-hmm. um, which I'm having a blast doing. Yeah. The first one's called Not Just Another Blonde and Brunette. It's um, kind of a lifestyle podcast. Yeah, you guys um, kind of just cover growing. whatever's happening. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's still being figured out and then um i'm really excited about this one it's called creepy cases and spooky spaces with cassiopeia mm-hmm. that's kind of my... it's kind of like your tag yeah that's my yeah. tag cassiopeia. cassiopeia i might actually um, have that on on your cover or actually cassiopeia so yeah um but um yeah so that actually i've always been obsessed with true crime spooky spaces myst- mystery the yeah, macabre yeah, yeah. just dark stuff you know, <laughs> you know all the dark stuff yeah um and so it's actually every week every friday is a new episode and i'll co- cover either a true crime like true case mm-hmm. but i'm going into like the creepy stuff like yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah. is happening mm-hmm. or a spooky space just yeah. i've i want to travel i want to hit haunted areas every things, haunted yeah. area spooky that i can so this is kind of my way to do that until i can actually go and do that <laughs> now now what is the fascination with it because that's like something that's like popping up a lot now like true crime was this really big thing i know that there's just a lot of like tv shows that mm-hmm. highlighted it but like just like you said the true stories mm-hmm. are sometimes way more bizarre than what you could ever see on screen yeah i think that's the well my obsession this is gonna this is really gonna make me sound like a creepo yes. i've always had Do a it. very weird obsession with jack the ripper yeah I mean, ever since i was little your first and novel I mean, like, is is about jack the ripper yeah step right up it's about um it's obviously a fictional autobiography of who jack the ripper actually was mm-hmm. um but i've always had this obsession and i think a lot of it came from we don't know who he was. We don't know who he is. There, and that unknown, that mystery. Like, there's like five he, hardcore potentials, but even then it's like, yeah, but there's alibis for that and there's alibis for yeah, that. Yeah, and there's and, explanations. Yeah. And mm-hmm. But my thing is, was always the psych, like, how did he really do these murders mm-hmm. in the open? Yeah. Like, there are witnesses, like I was actually researching for that novel, and there are people who saw him, saw him. Yeah. With these women, they saw, and yet he was never caught. Yeah. We have, but because it's like, he was so, I, and I also feel it's just, he was so common mm-hmm. to like you and I. He was, they say he was like five foot eight, dark hair, maybe in his thirties, but he blended in so well that you probably, if you saw him again, you'd probably go, is that him? Is that, is that the, no. And I think that's the obsession. No, that's the guy who was standing behind me in the bread line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw him, but did I see? I think I saw him. But I think the obsession with it and why it's so popular is because these are people. It could be you. It yeah. could be me. It could be, and you just look at that and go, "Well, the person in line next to me, or in the bread line behind me, could potentially just stab me." Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> what a and, bleak uh, and outlook. I mean, yeah. yeah, but I think a lot of people are just obsessed with that, the unknown. Yeah. And Have you ever had paranormal experiences in life? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am, I mean, to throw it out there, I'm a witch. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm Wicked. pagan. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it just, I've grown up with ghosts, and mm-hmm. I actually, one of my most heaviest was when I went to St. Augustine for the first time. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a powerhouse I, of paranormal oh, yeah. activity. Oh, yeah, and I'm an empath, so I pick up on all that energy, and we went to the fort. Yeah. And I walked over and looked into, like, the where they have the little jail cell, and I seriously thought I was going to pass out because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I have uh, quite a few friends that uh, that are in that same lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing, they they, it would, they used to make it a yearly thing. They would go to St. Augustine specifically mm-hmm. to be like, this is when we're going to get as close to that veil as possible. Mm-hmm. Because, they, you know, they want to empower that sense of themselves. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like a muscle, you know. If you let it atrophy, mm-hmm. it's going to go away. And I think that's what a lot of people have done. Like That's certainly kind of what I've done. Because mm-hmm. I used to be very sensitive as well to paranormal things. Uh, you can, you know, talk to anyone in my family about the house we grew up in and the shit we've seen there. Like shadow oh, people yeah. were oh, yeah. super shadow prevalent. Oh yeah, shadow people everywhere. And the last, uh, the last encounter I had was something like, because I remember, you know, one of the things that helped me go with it is like, uh, uh, I realized that it's a, it's a doorway that you open, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was like, you know, and the truth is that you have complete power of the situation if you believe and, and you strengthen your resolve mm-hmm. and you go, I'm not going to let anything Come in right now. Like, I have power and you're not allowed. Yeah. Just so you know, I'm declaring right now, you're not allowed to do this. Like, th- there are rules that they have to abide by. Mm-hmm. Now, the truest form is that you really have to believe that. Yeah. You know, because if you don't, if there's an if there's a, any chink in the armor, it's going to still come through. And the moment you feel that weakness is when you lose control of it all. Mm-hmm. And so I became really uh, empowered by that sense because... When I and I realized it at a very young age, and I just kept being like, "Not today, yeah, not 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 gonna happen," you know. But the last time I had an experience was actually I was with an ex uh, girlfriend. I was sleeping at their house, and um, I got up in the middle of the night and I went and I was just having. And I know her mother did a lot of uh, uh, bruja stuff, you know, a lot of oh. uh, a, a lot of uh, Latin yeah. witchcraft. I I actually love. It's pretty I dope when you, it. when you, re- yeah, oh, it's yeah. so cool. When you start reading about it, you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I know she does it. It's not going to bother me. Like, mm-hmm. I was still pretty, you know, and I went to go get this drink of water. And I remember just feeling, just the feeling, you know, like a weighted mm-hmm. blanket of cold just wrap around me and like, kind of like start holding me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no. I was like, just, I was like, just so we're clear, not me. Yeah. Like, like we're done there. I am not the one. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> not happening, you know. And so it, it went away. And I was like, fuck this place, man, you know, <laughs> and I went back, you know, and I, and I went back to lay down and apparently when she saw me lay down again, she ended up kicking me in my chest, launching me off the bed uh, because she said that I had a demon face. Oh, my. So like whatever. So it, it didn't attack me, but it went after her mm-hmm. to be like, oh, you're going to hurt this guy now <laughs> because this guy rejected us. Yep. And so, like, that was that was the last experience. And, like, and of course, you know, things didn't go too farther after that. Because I was like, all right, I, this is not the lane that I wanted to be in. So, yeah. anyway, that was the last uh, paranormal experience that I had. But since then, uh, especially with having kids and stuff, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I know that there are forces that are, you know. And I'm sorry if this sounds crazy, guys. <laughs> fucking sue us. I don't give a damn what you think. Oh, I do. No. I love you guys. Love me, I, too, okay? I but tell I mean, people all the time. But, but I sound it, crazy. It's, but it sounds crazy, but these are experiences that we feel. How do you think I feel when I'm going through it? You yeah, know, yeah. Like, am I? And, and so, like, I've always, you know, kept this sense of, like, if there are things out there, like, I have to be the shield. and yeah. Which is a very real concept in that world of paranormal, like, which is why people who are sensitive mm-hmm. tend to uh, go towards what they call a shield, which is a person who... Yeah either is completely ignorant to, to that world to where it doesn't affect them mm-hmm. or, you know, they are aware of what they need to do to keep those entities away. Yeah. And so that's how they find peace because there's people who are sensitive, who don't have that shield and they are just plagued to all end, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where you have schizophrenia come in and stuff yeah. like that because it becomes out of their control. Mm-hmm. And so we have sickness and stuff. So sorry to make this a paranormal podcast, yeah. guys. It is a creativity <laughs> podcast, but it's very well, interesting. So like, yeah, if well, you want to expand upon that. Yeah, it's also funny, though, because when I was younger, it was I didn't understand it. Like mm-hmm. my, my mom's also a witch. And, you know, she and 
even though like you grow up with it, you still, when it starts happening to you, you don't know how to control it when you're little. Yeah. And that's actually what kind of led me into the creative side of it. Yes. Like it's funny because I've always been obsessed with the fae and mm-hmm. fairies and like it's i've always wanted to just go and live in the fairy world yeah, of course and when i was younger they used to come to me a lot they don't come to me so much anymore but i think it's because i've learned a little bit about the fae world mm-hmm. and while i'm still like just obsessed with it i know that there's a lot of stuff about respect with the fae world mm-hmm. and i never want to overstep my bounds so i whenever i see anything where i'm like oh that's totally a fairy ring yeah that's yeah. totally a fairy I don't want to go and like mess with it because I'm like, that's their space. Yeah, that's their space. If they want, if they want to find me, they'll come find me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that was why I turned to so much creativity because I would have these things happen to me and I'm like, I can totally write this as a story. Mm-hmm. I can totally do this. I can do that. And that's, I think that's where a lot of creative stuff comes from is things we don't understand that we then try to put into that perspective of how can I make this yeah. How can I process this? How can you this? process this? That's yeah. what I was gonna th- about to say. How can you yeah. process I think it's a lot of things like when we want to do a story or a <laughs> podcast, it's like, well, I still have feelings there that I need to process. <laughs> and and it, <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. And, and and in looking <laughs> and in in pursuing these things, mm-hmm. you know, you 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 process those feelings. Like I had a book that I wanted to write, uh, called Marisol. It was a, a religious book, very heavy into Catholicism and demonology and things like that. Ooh. But since the concept of that book, my religious and faith views have expanded far beyond Catholicism. Mm. So now when I look at that story, I'm like, oh, it's in, it's disingenuine for me to pursue that avenue again because it's not my whole picture anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of had to, recently I've been looking back at that story and being like, how do I upgrade this to hold my views at this point? Yeah. So I mean, um, it, it's, it's just very similar of like, you write stories like that to process that faith and that belief and and mm-hmm. and those things that you're experiencing because I was going to use that story to explain how I feel about faith and ghosts and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh now that it's gone so far I'm like right now to revisit it and reprocess now what's in my head and and work out those details to incorporate all these other things. Mm-hmm. But to uh bring on that point of like you know you have to process these feelings that that you have. Because if you don't process those feelings, like what happens to them? They they disappear, they evaporate, or they become disempowered. They they become dead. Yeah. And uh, that's not something we want, you know. Yeah. As creatives, we have to hold on. You have to yeah. you know keep that energy alive and keep yeah. going. So yeah, and sometimes if you don't process them, they can actually take over and completely start to rule you more so as like you lose that power, mm-hmm. you lose your own power to that because. You're not processing it. You're just constantly tunnel visioned on it. Yes, like, yes. Like I can't think of the word. I'm like that thing that you go through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing the you road. go through? You know what and, I'm talking about. You know, it gets dark. A door? Um, no, longer, <laughs> longer than a door. With the train sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just get so tunnel, and sometimes it just takes over, and I feel like you lose creativity because of it because Mm -hmm. then you're just powerless to that one thing where you're just like what do i do Mm -hmm. i don't know how to process this i don't know now that that's an important thing you just said of losing creativity Mm -hmm. so to get into like um who you were at the start like i want to learn about uh we already touched on like the things that like drove you as a kid to be like Mm -hmm. oh i need to expand upon this world or learn more about it uh, but like when you were growing up, like what other things impacted you as far as like mentors or or anything like that, that that you had come across that made you feel like this is where my heart belongs or this is where this, this is my soul's seat. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I came from well, I, I came from I come from and I hate using this term. I come from a broken home. Mm-hmm. My parents, my biological parents divorced when I was very young. Yeah. Um, but my, my, um, okay. I'm going to get emotional. It's okay. all right. Um, we're, it's therapy, right? I'm working it is, through it is. and processing. It's good to talk about we're it. Processing. Yeah, we gotta, we're processing right now. This is the creative uh, process. <laughs> and my mom ended up getting remarried to, I don't even really claim him much anymore, but he was very emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it came from escaping. Yeah. I wanted to escape. Yes. Yes. And even though my mom tried really hard, like, you know, you it's weird how the negative will always out 
weigh the positive mm-hmm. in your mind. It's like, a survival instinct. Yeah, like my mom, very loving, very, you know, very good mother. But those, well, she's stupid. She doesn't try hard enough. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. It takes over and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm just stupid. I'm just stupid. Well, needless to say, he didn't last very long. Yeah, yeah. And then my stepdad now. That's good on your mom, you know, to realize Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she she knew. She was like, this is, you know, doing way more negative than it is positive for the family Mm -hmm. so my stepdad now came along very encouraging very very loving very and he was and the funny thing is i believe he was in his 20s my mom's older than he is Mm -hmm. um he was in his 20s so very young took on three girls i have two sisters i'm the middle child I was a hell uh, middle child. High five. I was a hell yeah. I know. Though. We're not. We're not I good was, children. No. <laughs> <laughs> Potential parents out there only have yeah. one, or be prepared for that second one to be a complete tyrant. Yeah, um, yeah. I had to explain the middle child uh, archetype of <laughs> to my friend because she was like, my daughter keeps saying things like, you know, like she wants to die and no one <laughs> loves her. And I'm like, well, that's just what the middle child does. And she was oh, like, yeah. really? And I was like, oh yeah. I would say all the time my to my parents, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. You know, like, like this is what Nobody we do. Nobody loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody loves me. Oh, I'm alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents, actually, we all laugh about it now. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my stepdad will tell everybody like, yeah, she used to scream, nobody loves me. And then I would go hide in the closet and yep. I would cry. Yep, yep. But then it's funny because you would do it and they would come in and talk to you like, do you really believe that? Do you mm-hmm. really think? And I that actually was a turning point too. Like my stepdad, yeah. who is now still, you know, my parents, they've been together for, I actually claim him. I tell everybody, that's my dad. That's your dad. Yeah. That's my dad. That's awesome. Um, Because he's only, he's really the only male um figure Figure. thank you i'm like that thing (laughs) you know the thing that stands there today (laughs) there's something that's like there you know like what do you call that yeah Yeah, he was really the only male figure who was ever positive and at that age growing up Mm -hmm. and then when i started getting older and finding out that oh you know i'm not stupid i'm actually really smart really intelligent and it was one of those things where I did that that letter writing where you write the letters to I forgive yeah. you and I wrote one and I probably should have could have could have been a little nicer in one of them because <laughs> you know to that my second step I don't even know what to call him yeah my mom's second husband to, to the middle husband to the middle husband to our middle husband <laughs> um it was one of those things where I actually said, I'm sorry that you always felt I was smarter than you yeah. and you had to dumb and tear me down hey, hey. so that you could feel better truth, about yourself. Truth hurts, man. Yeah. Um, and then... But that's, that is the truth of the situation, though. Yeah. Like, that was the thing. And it was... I I mean, I don't... I, I mean, you know me. I am mm. very self-depreciating humor with yeah. things. And I don't look at myself in a like a really... Yes. I'm amazing. I'm the best. Even though I do have my moments yeah, where I'm we like, do think oh, we're pretty man, awesome. this is great. Oh, look the, what the I truth did. Is, the truth is, Cassie, we are the best people. You know what I'm saying? People. But we can't <laughs> let that go to our heads. Yeah. We can't. Because then we we'll can't. be unstoppable and no one should yeah. have that much power. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I tell everybody. I'm like, when I finally get my, f- yeah. when I finally figure out my worth, you, you just, guys You just are. wait till I get yeah. full confidence. Yeah. <laughs> You're all wrecked after that. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then it was just one of those things where we used to go to a, um, I don't want to call it a new age, a metaphysical church. Mm-hmm. My And the reverend there, she has since passed away, but she actually definitely helped me open up that you are, she would, I mean, I would just be sitting there kind of reading a book and she would come up and she would just put her hand on my shoulder and she's like, you are amazing. You are mm-hmm. worth it. You can do this. And a lot of the times I would be sitting there thinking like, could I really Mm. write a book? Am I really? And there was one time I was sitting and my daughter was just born. And I mean, she, I mean, a bean, like a peanut. (laughs) And she came up behind me and I'm sitting there just like, you know, in my own world, a single mom at the time. Mm -hmm. And she came up and she goes, you are a good mother. Yeah. You are doing fine. And I'm just like, I was just wondering about that. It's (laughs) unbelievable. Like how... And I know it sounds so stupid because mm-hmm. a lot of people make fun of it, but it's astounding. Like if you are a good natured person uh, and you are an empath and you, and you want to love and you want to do good in life, it is astounding the change 
having a child does to you. Oh yeah. You know, it, it is, it really does alter you. It's a, it's a, it's a form of evolution, mm-hmm. you know, which is why like when I got married to my wife, you know, uh, also, you know, my children were in, un, in broken homes. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my eldest was from a previous relationship. My middle child is from a pre- previous relationship from her side. Mm-hmm. So we were like pretty much a, a modern family of, you know, there's eight different, you know, yeah. <laughs> people in, in this, oh, ca- yeah. in this kid's life. And so, in all these children's lives. So when we had finally got together, I was like, I was like, how do you feel about having another kid? And she was like, I would love to, you know, and I was like, good, because I feel that like, for us to truly be, you know, evolved as mm-hmm. as a couple, as a relationship, as this this thing of like, oh, we actually fell in love proper and yeah. and love and we are two souls that love each other proper now. This is the next evolutionary step for us to understand each other best, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's where you know having because I feel like having a kid is such a powerful life changing thing yeah. I, I mean and i'm talking as a dude that doesn't have to do any of the work other than being like <laughs> you know so i mean like as a woman you know and and being the husband in that space mm-hmm. and witnessing it and trying to be supportive and then being there at the birth and being told to fuck off at the birth yeah. you know like like these are all things that that really empower a dude to be like yeah i'm fucking it up but i'm trying to be here but i don't know what's going on but i did this to her and yeah and 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 you know you live through that whole experience and then you have this child in your arms Mm -hmm. and you realize like oh like so like now this in my arms is something completely new and Mm -hmm. and different and it's changing the the world just by being here right now yeah like that that is such an incredible experience and i know that um i mean i did have that with my with my my firstborn as well Mm -hmm. you know even more so because i was young i was 18 i think you were yeah i was i had just turned 20 yeah same thing so i was like turned 20 and i was actually just gonna touch on that like being that young too is like you're automatically forced to grow up yeah you're forced you are no longer a child and so when when other people in your world are like we're gonna go party (laughs) you're like i wish i could party you know (laughs) Like, I You're going to go do one. Can you have, can, just, yeah. just let me smell it. Yeah. Just, let me smell it just a little bit. And so, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, talk about like that further with you. Cause you know, you, like you said, you were holding your baby mm-hmm. and your world was, sh- was just shocked. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're like, am I a good mother? Like, w- mm-hmm. like how am I already fucking this up? Is, your, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is the yes, thought in your yes. head? And, and I felt like I had already fucked it up because her father and I didn't work out. Yeah, so yeah. here I am a single mother. I can't provide you that male influence, mm-hmm. but once again, stepdad or, you know, dad mm-hmm. definitely stepped in as Papa. Yeah. And she, I mean, they're like, she likes him more than she likes me, which is fine. I'm okay yeah, yeah, yeah. with that. I'm just mom, you know, um, <laughs> But you do that thing where it's like, well, I couldn't even like keep a relationship together. Mm-hmm. How am I going to? And then now I'm an adult. I have to take care of it. Now I have to try to work, but I also have to try to be there for her and I have to try to do this. And I and it's really just trying to balance everything mm-hmm. as a 19, 20 year old going, I need to finish college. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like how do I finish college and how do I, you know. Yeah, I, and, I, I didn't go to college. In fact, I was sitting there and I was like, well... Like, you know, at the time I was like, my relationship is about to get real hard because I know mm-hmm. I want to go away. Yeah. Like, I want to go away to college and I want to do this. And then that's when the bomb was dropped of like, oh, we're having a kid. And I was like, oh, well, I guess that whole idea of leaving is scratched, you know. Yeah. And even then, like, you know, you try to do well, even if, you know, it, it was a relationship that, that didn't work out. You know, we were definitely in a rocky place. Mm-hmm. And just things happen. And it's like, you have to sit there and go, all right, well, we, are we going to be the people that try and force this to work which is what we were trying to do Mm -hmm. uh but you know as you know having a kid not only changes your world but it changes your whole psyche yeah you know and it's it's hard on 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 both people both parents Mm -hmm. and things didn't work out you know yeah uh his mother loves him very much and and everything like that so i mean it's like we we just realized you know we don't work yeah exactly (laughs) and it's and it's hard too i've seen the couples that break up and they're like, no, this isn't going to work. But mm-hmm. I've also seen the couples that, no, we have to stay together for the kids. Yeah. 
And then you can just see it's almost worse. It, it is because worse. Because the kids are growing up in this environment where they see mom and dad arguing and fighting and just the different little yeah. this and, and, and that. And the main emotion the is stress. resentment. Yes. Yeah. And the stress. And the and it's like, you know, well, we don't fight in front of the kids, but they they can feel it. Yeah, they it's can, in the air. I'm sure they can hear you too. Like mm-hmm. you may not be fighting in front of them. But just because, you know, little Billy is sitting on the stairs over here and you're 10 feet away, you may, he may not be able to see you, but he can hear you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who little Billy is. But yeah, poor little Billy. Poor little Billy. We just, I'll hug you, little We just Billy. manifested I little just, Billy yeah, in see, a world somewhere. We create this, yeah. but I'm sure there's a little Billy sitting on stairs somewhere. He's like, I was already parents. here, guys. Don't give yourself so much credit. We're like, oh, we're sorry, right. little Billy. We didn't mean to demean you as being our creation. Reach out to me, little Billy. Yeah. Like, I will, I will guide you. That's what I'm but, imagining yeah. little Billy right now sitting on some steps like, why are they talking about it? Yeah. <sighs> This, but is yeah, the, this is the eighth podcast today. Reference little Billy. Oh, <laughs> poor little Billy. Poor little Billy. We love you, little Billy. Yeah, but yeah, you just you see all this, and you just you just want to do good. You want to do good, and you and you just hope that you are. And it's just weird to have that influence of you're doing great, and you're, you're doing like great. you. I mean, you don't. And actually, I'll say this as a disclaimer: you don't. Un, people don't understand how important or how reassuring it is to hear that yes. you're doing great because even if you're not feeling like there are days at work where i'm like man i'm rocking this and but even having somebody else going man you're doing really good keep up and you're like great you know like oh good i so what i think i'm doing is good yeah. it actually is good other people see it too mm-hmm. i mean this is just a small example of how much of an impact that is but i mean mm-hmm. like uh I work at a restaurant, so I'm a server. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the night, like being a manager, like I go to the dish pit and I go to the, the guys. And I go, guys, great work. I give them daps. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, thank you for your help. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah. like, I know that to them, like that's their highlight because yeah. I doubt anyone else does that for them. You know, management and other staff, you know, included. So it's like just having someone be like, hey, thank you so much. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, thank you, someone. You know. I had a dishwasher because I'm a host in a restaurant. Mm. Um, and I'll sometimes help, you know, bus tables like, oh, we're busy. I need that table. Da, 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 da. And I had one of the dishwashers. He says, you know, you were the only person who says thank you every time you bring something back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's even if it's a piece of or a fork. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like, well, what, why shouldn't I say thank you? Yeah. Why, why shouldn't we give each other why, that, that courtesy? Yeah. Like, I get it. It's your job. It's what you're here to do. But you don't have to be here doing that. So mm-hmm. thank you for being here. And thank you for working so hard. Yes. Like, yeah. you could be standing back here doing nothing like some of them do. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not going to name the restaurant I work at because yeah, I really yeah. don't want Matt to come I back on me. <laughs> we heard you on a podcast, Cassie. It was of another former employee. Please sit yeah. down. <laughs> Have a seat. But but I mean it to to hit your point. It mm-hmm. is positive reinforcement yeah. is the it's the key mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. You know, it's the key to the world. It's the difference between you know someone going to sleep with tears in their eyes and someone being which like, which I have done, which we which <laughs> we've all done. You know, yeah. and it's like you know, and and the person who goes, I hope I get that again tomorrow. You mm-hmm. know, and even if they still feel upset or sad. The idea of like tomorrow, I, I want to get that same compliment again. Mm-hmm. That, I'm going that, to that work may help hard. someone. Yeah, it's going to help yeah. someone. And as a young parent, which is what we were on, is like that defines you mm-hmm. because, like you're saying, you wanted to finish college. Like, did, did yeah. you continue through college? I finished out that. Like, to be fair, that, I, I never went to college, so don't <laughs> don't feel ashamed about. Well, it. Oh no, I finished out that side of it, mm-hmm. but I never. I did have to eventually because it just became too much working full-time having yeah. full-time and um plus i was working overnight mm-hmm. so um trying to do everything but so i finished out half of it but then i actually during covid went back and finished finished out and got my degree oh nice so, so like it was, just this yeah. last year yeah congratulations so, yeah. to you Thank man i you. didn't know that that's awesome yeah i, I mean that's, that's what work. i did during covid yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finished and finished you know my book but yeah, I mean, you could just be like me books. and be like, oh, I gave yeah. up my podcast and I ate donuts every day. Like, well, no, there were days where I was like, I'm not doing... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm I not, definitely ate yeah, a bag of donuts. Yeah, I did hit my... I did hit that point of, well, what am, what am I doing with life? You yeah. know, like, what... Because you, once again, you get that, well, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. 
And it's funny now because I'm like, oh, man, I have a degree. I'll be able to do anything. And now I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, college is not stupid. Got but it, yeah. but the fact that I don't feel like I'm very, I don't feel you need a degree to be able to. No, I absolutely, feel like yeah. it that if I never went back and finished college, I'd still be the same. You'd still be you. Now I just have a piece of paper that goes, she knows what she's doing, yeah. as opposed to somebody watching me do what yeah, I'm doing. What you're doing. <laughs> um, I feel no, experience yeah, I, I, I totally over paper. And I, and I think, um, and, and I, that's, that's the true damage of, of today's society. And mm-hmm. we've actually talked about this uh, in a podcast uh, prior um, of just how like, you know, the, the world of college is really just designed to enslave people. Yep. And and what the college was supposed to represent kind of doesn't exist anymore. And that is really damaging for people trying to do something in this world. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, like my son, uh, you know, he's kind of made the decision of like, I don't want to go to college. And like I'm like, I can't argue with the guy because mm-hmm. it's scary at this point. But the only difference is that he has the intelligence to like get free money yeah. and, and grants and stuff. Girl, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like... If you have that opportunity, don't waste that opportunity. Yeah, but that, that's how my daughter is too. She's fifteen. She has like a four point five GPA. Yeah, genius and kids. Just scholarships yeah. here and left and right. And I'm like, if you want to do it, like do it. It's there because there's kids who aren't that smart but, who are getting the you know eighty eighty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, you know. But and, you can go and not have that debt. Yeah, and I so, had a scholarship, so I was I was lucky. I had a scholarship. So. Yeah. yeah. It, you know... It, it helped you out for sure. Yeah, it helped. But at the same time, it was like... Now, now my <laughs> thing, like, I always want... Because I love learning. I love Indeed. learning. Learning is like... If I could just like... Like that Twilight Zone. Like if I could be stuck in the library, but keep my yes. classes. Yes. That'd be great. Meredith uh, yeah. Burgess. Yes. <laughs> oh, I did that thing where yeah. I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, but, but I mean, if I could be that, like that'd be great. Yes. I don't mind it. I love attaining knowledge. I love it. And so going to college, I would love to go to college. I, and I don't even mind paying for it. But the thing is, is like the idea of going to college to get a job that the job is going to secure yeah. me further. I'm like, I don't want that. Whatever job is going to pay me enough to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, live a life like that, doing that job. Like, that's not what's worth it for me. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, and I always kind of felt like I had this drive in me anyways to where like, I'm going to be successful. Mm-hmm. No matter what I touch, which sounds super egotistical, and I'm very, very sorry. Not really. But, but it's like, Not really. I, I, I was like, I can do whatever. Day. If I need to go dig ditches, I'll be the best dig ditcher out there, you know. And they'll realize that, and I'll, I'll climb however far I want to climb, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's what happened with uh, this when I went into management. I was like, I'm going to climb as far as I can climb. It only, it didn't work the way I thought it would. Where I was I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to climb higher, and I'm going to get happier and happier. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. I got, cl- I climbed higher and higher, and I was like. Shit's getting harder and life's sucking and I'm really depressed and I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. so that's where I was like, oh, you know, sometimes, and I always tell myself like, don't go backwards. Yeah. Don't go backwards in life. Like that was like my motto. Mm-hmm. And that that's what helped me as a, a parent to, to be successful. Because I was like, don't go backwards. Always push forward. Always push forward. And then I had the point where I was like, it's okay to go backwards. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to yeah. go backwards. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got you got to back it up and say... Where did I, I should have made that left turn at Albuquerque, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I should have done that, you know, Pugs Bunny, I love you, yeah. you know, like I should have, I should have made exactly. that right turn. And so, yeah. and, and that's what I did. And, and so you had to, you had to re- redirect your path, Yeah. you know, and, and luckily I had the privilege of going backwards into a, a place of comfort and being like, okay, now let's go forward again. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, where was that moment for you, Cassie? Like, like where did you have that ooh, lightning ooh. strike of like so. of like okay there's something here and I need to pursue it more because you you had your child mm-hmm. you're, you're we're in that timeline you're moving forward you're being a mom as best as you can but I'm pretty sure you're grinding at this point yes like you're grinding you're grinding you're grinding where does where does that balance between you know grinding for money and still holding on to that creative side uh, really come to a head. Well, <laughs> I lost my creative side for a long time same, because same. I was working at the Hard Rock Casino in Tampa mm-hmm. overnights, like 10 to 7. I was making fantastic money, but I was killing myself. Yeah. Like, honest, like, if, I mean, like, I, you could tell, like, I was unhealthy. I was losing weight. Mm-hmm. I was becoming just very unhealthy, unhappy. 
A and shell. You were building a shell. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I'd go and I'd work overnight and I'd come home and I'd just want to sleep. But I have, you know, my daughter. And then I felt bad because now I'm sleeping all day. And I'm just, I did that. Like there were a couple how, of days. How I horrible did. you feel that day when your kid's like, play with me. And you're like. And you just can't. You can't. It's and you're not like, that, you're yeah. like, okay, well. You're just exactly. You, you, <laughs> you lay on the ground and you're like holding the thing and they're like playing. And you're just yeah. like. Yeah, you know, like, I missed her first steps because yeah. I was at work, and yeah. but she walked for Papa, so that's good. That's but good. I got a video of it, and I was just like, mm. "My baby." <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was doing just I just didn't have time to yeah. work on anything, and I would just you know you kind of write down ideas and be like, "I'll you come sacrifice. back to that." Yeah, I'll yeah. come back to that. I have notebooks, and I'm so happy I saved them because yes. they've actually come to fruition lately. Yeah. Um, but then you know, I actually got into doing theater. Very and good. Yeah, yeah. Drama and singing and this and that. And so that helped. And I did it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then I met a boy. Aww. And I thought I fell in love, but I actually really hated him. <laughs> and I think, and, and I'm not going to lie, um, I, I actually, looking back now, I'm like, I actually didn't really like him that much, mm-hmm. but I liked the idea yes, of yes. him and having a family. You know, look mm-hmm. at us. And so got married. And then found out, oh my gosh, he reminds me of middle husband oh, because no, middle now husband. I have emotional abusive yeah. and he really killed my confidence. Nothing I did was good enough. Everything I did was horrible. Everybody hated me. Everybody this. And then once again, it's because he was in, also in the entertainment business and he just did not like the fact that I was talented too. Yes, yes. And it's funny because a lot of people will say, if you're in the entertainment business, one of you, like in a, as a couple, one of you can't be in the entertainment business mm-hmm. because then it just you. And I found recently... Because you, you vie for who's 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 going who's forward. Who's going to yeah. be more... Who's the lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say both of us had very strong personalities, mm-hmm. but strong in a way that it didn't work. And I, but see, I want other people to succeed. No, come along with me on my journey. We can actually do things together. We can grow. We can build. You're Mm -hmm. great. I'm great. You know, let's do that. I'm going to have. As artists, we're stronger together. Yeah. And my strength may be your weakness. Your strength may be my weakness, but let's help each other in those areas. But that's that's exactly what the podcast is about, is the balancing that ego and self, you know, because you can say like, I'm funny. I'm great. I'm this. I am funny. You are funny. You're really hilarious, actually. Uh, but you ha- you have all that about you, mm-hmm. but you're like, but I, I can be funny by myself, mm-hmm. but you know what's better than one comedian? Two comedians. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, like, like when I see Miguel's shows, mm-hmm. and I, I, I especially loved one where he was, uh, he was uh, the host, you know, he was um, the one bringing the comedians yeah, on. Yeah, the host Because MC, he yeah. did such a great job of like threading this needle mm-hmm. through all of the comedians. Yeah. And so he would do callbacks to jokes from the first guy mm-hmm. and back and forth. And it was like you were watching not just uh, one comedian going up and then someone introducing another comedian and then another comedian coming up. It was like, oh, this is an experience of all these friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're all taking turns making fun of each other. And we yeah. get to see that. And I thought that was brilliant. And so uh, to, to hit on that same point of like you can have multiple talents mm-hmm. and and coexist peacefully yeah but when you come across that person who's like i don't like that you're doing this mm-hmm. that that's I a problem because and then that's person who is more egotistical than he is caring about creating something beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and he definitely tore me down a lot i'm sorry just because <laughs> you know, it's funny. At the time, it, I didn't. It was a slow decline too, because you could. And people said, like, "Oh, we could just see the light that you had mm-hmm. just kind of start, yeah, dimming. dimmering, dimming out." And it was funny because at that time, you know, I'm like, "Oh, well, maybe I'm not as great as I thought." But then, like, I look at stuff that I did, and I'm like, "Okay, I, I've, you know, I've done this show, I've done that show, I've yeah. done this show, I've, you know, in high school, my choir teacher." loved me and would always try to get me you know to do things do this do that do this and then you know like I had that confidence and then he just tore it away so everything I did the things that I would write I would never let anybody read them because oh no you're not gonna like it yeah don't judge me and yeah oh I was I love to sing mm-hmm. love it 
we would go and we'd do karaoke, you know, just to have fun. And he'd be like, oh, well, you know, they only liked it because uh, it was a popular song. And because I would come off and I'm like, oh, yeah, everybody was. Oh, but that's just because it's a popular song. Everybody likes that song. And I'm like, it's not because you're actually good, Kathy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, look, fuck that guy, man. So, yeah. (laughs) So, needless to say, I stopped fucking that guy. (laughs) And, um, and yeah. And so I went through a divorce. Actually, I was going through my divorce when I came to. No way. When we started working together, oh yeah. Why do you think I was always just angry? Horrible. Yes, <laughs> yes, angry. I was angry, and it's and I hated it. Yeah. I hated how angry I was, and it was also I hated how angry I was because of somebody else. Yes, and I yes, let I him. Hear that. I let him have that power over me, and mm-hmm. he knew it. Dick. And ugh. but then, like I, you know, journeyed along, and I, I think a lot of people know. A lot of people actually I have a friend who says we know when you found that spark again because your entire you just started smiling. Yeah. You were smiling again and you were this. And it was funny because I um one of my one of our old managers actually said, You just take everything way too personally. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, for the past couple of years, everything that I've been through has been a personal has attack. Been a personal attack. Yeah. And so when I finally, when, and it was one of those things where we, we went to court, we signed the papers and it was weird because like I, I made fun of the degree being, oh, it's just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. But uh, we signed those papers and I was like, he has no control over me anywhere anymore. in life Done. anymore. And that was that turning point where I was like, huh. Yeah. And then I wrote, started writing my, my first book and I was like. And people were reading it and they're like, this is really good. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, I am good. I can do, <laughs> yeah. I can do I'm good something. Again. And I was going out and I was- Cassie you got know, her groove back. Yeah, yeah, right? And I was going out and I was meeting new people. I was doing karaoke and being told how good I was. And mm-hmm. I was, I love how I'm like, karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I And then there was um, a person that I, you know, met and we meshed well and we, you know, we started- dating yeah. and we, we started doing that thing you know the thing and, that people do i don't know and it was weird because it was a complete 180 like all of a sudden i'm supported again i'm told how beautiful i am i'm told mm-hmm. how funny i am and i'm told you know you can do this you you're so great you have these ideas you have this you have that and that's i feel where that that merge came yeah and it's and it's funny how it just takes maybe one person to just yeah. be like you can do this mm-hmm and, and then I started writing and I started doing this and I started getting all this feedback on this is great. This is great. When I started my pizza and pigtails blog, mm-hmm. it started out as a joke. Yeah. And then it was like people are reading it and I'm getting messages about, oh, my God, I loved your review. I love that pizza place. Have you ever been here? No, I haven't. But guess where I'm going? <laughs> guess where I'm and headed? Then, yeah. And it's just funny because you find that one thing mm-hmm. and that's all it takes is that one thing for you to go i am open again yeah i have I, value once more yeah i can do this and i just want to talk about i'm the, not stupid uh, you, i'm not ugly i can sing karaoke yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can sing karaoke whatever i want yeah. um i want to touch on a point that i thought was just really powerful um when you said when you signed the divorce papers mm-hmm. it felt like this you know weight was lifted off you yeah. pretty much and it's like this there's this concept that i believe like you know, my, my, my belief structure is mm-hmm. very complex, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also very simple at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. which, which, I, I, which yeah. I think is like <laughs> the, the very aspect of what God is. He's complex, but absolutely simple at the same time. Exactly. So, I mean, like, I believe that there is power in words. You know, I believe that there is power yes. in writing words on paper. There is strength to that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you were like, I, I, you know, signed the papers and it felt like I was relieved of it. And I'm like, I'm like. That that was a magic spell, you know. That that, mm-hmm. was, that was an incantation that you signed off on, and mm-hmm. said, "This is official, final. Nothing else is fucking with this." And I think that's why you know it's important to have, you know, legal documents because yeah. it, it, in a way it's like, oh, they they kind of ruin everything. But it's like, yeah, but it's it's like uh, the most mainstream form of magic in my opinion, mm-hmm. because it it says there's no more after this point, and then you can start reliving yourself. Yeah, and so I, I just wanted to touch on that little point because I thought it was so cool. Because I know that you would yeah. understand that aspect, being mm-hmm. being you know your belief structure. Mm-hmm. You know, I know there's some people where I mentioned that, and they're like, "You're reading too much into it." You know, I just yeah. I signed a paper. No. That's all it was, and it's like, no, there there really was something there. Yeah, you know, to be like to really provide you that freedom 
to breathe again. Yeah. And I feel like that's why in today's society, even when we're getting married, like some people, like my parents were together for 15 years mm-hmm. th- the, now before they even got married. And, you know, they're like, yeah, this and this and this. But it's just one of those things where when you get that marriage license and you get it and you're like, oh, this yeah. is, we are complete this, now. Yes, this is it. Even though, well, we've lived together for 15 years, we are, we are complete and we are this and, you Mm -hmm. know, you are the person I want to be with, but it's just that, it's just, I don't know, it just seems final. It does, it does. It's it's locked into place and like, it's like following through on Mm -hmm. a spell, you know, like, you can say, oh, well, this happened, this happened, but until you finish that last step, Mm -hmm. you know, the spell isn't complete. Yeah. And there's still chaos that can happen in between unless you you know, close the book and say, spell over, all done, you know, like, like things can still happen. So it's like when you are in a relationship and you are, you've been together for so long, you know, there, there is power in being like, guess what? We're going to lock this in place Mm -hmm. and it's going to be exactly what it is. And it gives people in, in, in my viewpoint, when you're talking about a marriage license, when you put it finalized, it relieves any extra fear. Mm-hmm. Of there being like, this person may leave me. Or yeah. this person doesn't love me enough to make it final. Yeah. And so once, you know, you have a person who's like, oh, I'll sign that paper right now. You know, that it, it makes you feel like, oh, this is the best decision then. Yeah. You know? You're and just I mean, as invested if, as me. If you have that right person, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are I there, mean... some magic spells can go wrong, people. Yeah. Let's let's acknowledge well, that. Two people can get into that agreement and realize that yeah. was a that we should not have done that magic spell. Yeah. And yeah, and actually come in speaking on that point, like I didn't get married because I wanted to get married or that I like I said looking back now i'm like i actually didn't really love him yeah yeah um i was going through the motions of this is what i'm supposed to do you're this is what you're supposed to do let's and do it and it's funny because i w- signing the marriage oh yeah we're so happy but then through the entire marriage i wasn't myself yeah i was mean mm-hmm. i was vindictive i was my i noticed that changes were in, you know the changes in my daughter and it was just one of those things where you were, I was always tiptoeing around things Yeah, and he drank a lot and he, you know, just personal things I won't get into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there were just things there where I always felt like I can't be myself. I can't make this joke. I can't say that out loud because he's not going to find it funny or he'll find it funny, but then he'll tear me down because. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's, that was the wrong choice. That was the wrong, wrong spell to invoke. Exactly. (laughs) And boy, did I learn the hard way. Um, but like I said, after I signed those papers, I was like, I can be myself. You can be yourself. I can make jokes. I can say this and I can say that. And it's actually really funny because I know a lot of comedians in the area. Um, not saying I am a comedian, but I kind of am. Um, <laughs> I've been on stage. I've I'm like an off mic comedian. People yeah, know me. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, <laughs> what do you call a sometimes comedian? Yeah. <laughs> not a comedian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But there are actually comedians in the area who I've said things to, and they actually have taken that and used it in their bit. And I'm mm. like, well, asking would have been nice, but I guess. Oh, it's they don't ask you at first. Not always. That's not always. Up. Come but, on, guys, get your shit together. Yeah, not always. But I mean, it's one of those things too, where I know that I've heard things before, and you don't really realize it at the time. But mm. then you're like going through, and you're well. That's that's just also a tough thing about comedy like, oh. because you're just like. And then, like, I mean, that's a, 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 a comedian stealing jokes. And it's yeah. like, well, these two comedians didn't have any interaction whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And they may have had the joke yeah. at the same time. I mean, like, yeah. that's the thing about the muse mm-hmm. is that when the muse is flying around the world looking for an outlet mm-hmm. and she's seeing a spark here, a spark there, and she's going to go to the sparks and be like, yeah. here's the idea. Whoever's brave enough to bring it into light, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, you know, and, have, and, and that's what happens. Yeah, now I have seen comedians that flat out oh, take. I can other, see that too. Yeah. Like I'll be, I mean, I go to a lot of comedy shows, mm-hmm. um, and I'll be sitting there, and I'm like, that I know who you got that from because it's almost <laughs> word for word. Yeah, like when it's like if it's the same idea or the same concept, and you can tell the jokes are dynamic yeah, from each yeah, other, yeah. and they're different, Slight enough. different perspective. Yeah, but when you have it like word for word, you're like, bro. But that's the problem with Don't like just simply. Because sometimes there, there's jokes that only work 
with the words that have been purified. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just like a spell, you know, and to bring it back to, we're going to be talking about magic a lot, guys. Calm down. I I live with magic in my life every day. Somebody, what are you talking about magic so much? Shut up. Okay. God, this is it. Yeah. Somebody said the other day about my crystals (laughs) and my oils and my candles. And I'm like, bro, man, you don't understand. I'm not a practicer of magic, but I understand it. You know, I understand the concepts Mm of it. I, I personally feel well, you, like I can I can live my life without having to invoke magic. Honestly, you know? everybody is a practicer of everybody magic. Everybody is a practicer of because magic. Because if you think about it, what is a spell? Mm-hmm. It's words that you say. Mm-hmm. So when you put, when you say things like, oh man, I really hope I'm not late today. And then all of a sudden there's a traffic backup. Well, guess what you just manifested and brought to yeah. yourself? Yeah, You're going to be late. <laughs> I do the opposite. I go, God, I'm with you. <laughs> Love me today. Clear that path. Yeah. Because it, I know I'm hard. not making it on time. And it's hard, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do that because... But just give me mm-hmm. enough to walk in five minutes, just five minutes late. I'll mm-hmm. be happy with that. I can talk my way out of five minutes late. Mm-hmm. But 15, that, that's tough. Help me out there, bro. You know, like... But also, like, like just simply doing this podcast. Yeah. Just even starting the podcast is like, welcome to the Riosverse. You know, I am your host, Chris Rios. And this is the very... Like, just saying that, mm-hmm. like, that, that, that's a spell. Yeah. Because I am when I when I do that, the, to me the podcast doesn't start until I do that. Like I, I yep. messed up, and I was like, I gotta back it up because yeah, because I'm not gonna be in the space. Mm-hmm. Like I have to create the space, which yep. is the Rios verse and, and the podcast. So just saying that, that's me invoking that. Like I, mm-hmm. I won't call it mad to me. I'm like, oh, it could be magic. You know, to me it, it is magic, but I don't have to define it as magic to understand it. Yeah. You know, so I mean that's kind of like where I am. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that I do that I could be like in the end, it's magic. You know, and all faith, all whether you're a Christian, whatever it is, you're doing magic, okay? Just because you are not comfortable with the word magic, suck it up. You know, you're doing ma- when you pray to God, Prayer. that's magic. Mm-hmm. It's oh, all yeah. magic, you know. And and you may be like, well, I don't like the word magic; it sounds evil. And it's like, well, you know what? Tough rocks. You There's know? a lot like, of words I don't yeah, like. I don't but, like a lot of I words mean, in this world, but that's what it is. I mean, a, a duck I mean, is a duck. some of the worst words are my favorite but you know <laughs> i forgot like when, actually especially now the c word oh yeah one yeah, of my favorite yeah. words to use the c word because, but see and that's why because people don't like it Mm-mm. and i'm like but you don't understand the value of this word yeah it has i value. can use yeah. this word for anything yeah you say it and people know yeah what's up with that word <laughs> but even then it's like but it's it's multi-useful too though mm-hmm. and it's funny because when you when you listen to somebody from like europe talk they use that word like it's oh yeah water yeah. and i'm like i need to live there yeah <laughs> i need to live there because this is fantastic yeah, but the, it's just we're and i believe british people are are yes the they, best they're, at they're, yes they're so good at it yes, and they, they say it and you're like hell yeah i was just <laughs> saying i was just saying i'm pretty sure when I'm, i was probably scottish in the past life because scotland just calls to me but definitely mm-hmm. over over there i was in a past life i was definitely british or scottish or irish or something because i just it just calls to me and mm-hmm. they're just the way they are i'm like i want to be like you <laughs> so uh, so let's get back into the world then so like you oh, yeah. um <laughs> i'm like oh, fuck, i love scott i was about to like we're talk about castles so and stuff i was like oh man and then i was like wait wait wait, we were talking about something uh so i, I said this earlier though yeah, yeah. i go from one conversation <laughs> to the next and then back and then around and um, over i will get back there because i do want to talk I, I, yes. I do want to get back to the world of fey because i think that oh, is yes. such a gorgeous thing to look into mm-hmm. but I, let's let's go through the the red tape first so i mean it's like um no oh, the beautiful red tape i like <laughs> this journey uh you uh you got to this point where you're like, let's rediscover Cassie. Yes. Let's rediscover magic. Let's mm-hmm. rediscover who I am and let's let's put it down on paper to use a metaphor. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's let's solidify who Cassie is and we'll do that. So you wrote your first book, which was your exploration of the macabre. You know, you were you were you were heavy into Jack the Ripper. I still uh, am. Still am I'm heavy. Still, still am into it. He's going to be one of my episodes on the new podcast. The so, so everyone, where everyone yeah. can find it, let's touch on that real quick. Is uh, you said it on you published on Amazon. The step right up. The is it the name of the bo- book? Both of my yeah, the Jack the Ripper one. Mm-hmm. The step right up. It's on Amazon. Why did you choose that title? Um. Well, he. I don't want to give too much away. Ooh, that's a tough place to leave it, but I gotta, I gotta cut it off there, guys. Truth is that Cassie and I are such great company together, 
We could have talked for hours, and we did, actually. <laughs> we talked for almost uh, two and a half hours, so uh, we could not put everything into one episode. Hopefully you understand, but it's a great place to leave off. When we come back, you're going to hear about her stories into her book about Jack the Ripper, the inspirations of, about all that, and also where her imagination took her forward and where we go from there. I really hope you enjoyed the episode so far. And please, you can check out all of Cassie's things at pizzaandpigtails.com and also links to her podcast featuring the newly launched Creepy Cases Spooky Spaces podcast where she talks about all the wonderful things that can be found creepy and weird and haunting. Uh, so that is a really cool podcast to listen to. Very short as well. Very short listens. Each episode is about 20 minutes or so, but very entertaining. And she definitely sets the mood to get you in that creepy frame of mind. <laughs> and as always, thank you for tuning into the Paper Crowns podcast. You can reach out to us at Paper Crowns Podcast across all social media and also at The Reelsverse across all social media. We'd love to have you reach out and talk about the things that you've heard on the episodes. Reach out to the guests as well. Let them know how much their stories have inspired you. And if you are an artist or someone who is celebrating the art yourself or even just pursuing something fantastic in life, reach out to me as well. I'd love to have you on the podcast. And if you thought that the audio in this episode sounded really good and much better than before, that is because that we upgraded our mics to new mics, absolutely beautiful mics. They capture the sound gorgeously, and that was only possible by the love and support received from our fans. And if you want to help support us as well, please head to thereelsverse.com, click on our shop. You'll see a link that goes to our Threadless Artist page, and there you can get your shirts, stickers, books, all the things that are available from the Reelsverse are available right there for you. And to help us celebrate, we are actually featuring a 15% off everything on the Reelsverse shop going on until the end of April. So head over there, buy something that you love, help support the show, and be sure to tune back into next week's episode where we have Cassiopeia still wearing the crown here at the Paper Crowns Podcast.